In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset. This is Marla Tabaka, your host, and I sure hope that you have had an amazing, amazing holiday season. What are you doing to launch your new year? A lot of people are still taking off today. Some are still on vacation. But, uh, you know, I think that people in business in particular have really taken off on launching a new plan this year. There's something about 2012 and 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 uh, all of the the word about 2012, all of the excitement about it coming up that has really gotten people motivated, if you will, to create a new plan. And I hope that you are one of those planners. So we're here to help you on the Million Dollar Mindset because today we're talking about demystifying social media. You know, I work with business owners on a daily basis in my coaching practice, and I hear the common uh, concerns, shall we say. I'd like to call them excuses, but we're going to call them concerns about social media. And that includes, I don't have the time. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how it's going to help my business. And I'm overwhelmed with it. So which category, if any, do you fit into? I hope that today we can straighten that out a little bit. And I'm very excited about our guest who will be joining us in the second half of the show, uh, Chris Brogan. And if you don't know Chris, go ahead and look him up on the internet and, uh, and check it out. He's, he's quite the expert. I am very excited to have him here talking about social media and in particular Google Plus because that's the newest competitor on the horizon and uh, it's kind of funny to think of Google as a competitor but as a social media platform it it certainly is and uh, or as a social network platform I should say Google is a competitor now. And they're competing for that number one slot against Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So we're going to see when Chris joins us today exactly how it adds up and why you might consider Google Plus as one of your primary social networks. So let's take a look at what we have out there already. And first, let's talk about why. Why social media? Why is it so important? You know, experts say 
that if you're a business owner and you want to be in business five years from now, that you need to have a social media presence and you really need to brand yourself or your business in social media because your competitors are out there as well as your clients, your clients and your customers are out there in social media. And why should we believe that? Why should we take their word for it? Well, if you look at major brands like PepsiCo and Ford Motors and, you know, just the huge, huge brands, they're out there. They're in social media and they're making it happen. And so, you know, we like to model our businesses after these larger brands to some degree and kind of follow in their footsteps. They're forging the way for us, telling us what's working for them. And I doubt if there's a major corporation out there today that that needs the needs to be in the public eye that isn't in social media. And if we include LinkedIn in this factor, which we certainly need to, we can even look at corporations that don't necessarily need to be in the public eye and say, yes, they're very involved in social media. At least their employees, their top level employees are very involved in social media because you will find representatives from just about any company on LinkedIn. So we're going to talk today about how these different networks differentiate themselves from one another and how you can choose what your primary network or platform should be. Because you know what? It's a lot easier if you have a primary network. So let's take a look at Twitter first. Twitter claims 175 million accounts, okay? 175 million companies, individuals are on Twitter. Now, what we have to take into account when we look at that Twitter claim is that there are a lot of people out there with two accounts because they don't know how to set it up and they, they mess it up and they start over and so they have two accounts. There are duplicate accounts in the sense of, you know, you may have a business account and you may have a personal account. And there are lots and lots and lots of users who are not active. They may have accounts, but it's been years since they've actually utilized their Twitter account. So they estimate the actual on that as being 85, excuse me, 85 million accounts. And to qualify as an account, you have to have one or more followers. So again, take a look at, you know, how many people are out there with two or three or five or 10 followers and don't use it so, so much. But they, they think there's about 85 million active, uh, truly legitimate accounts. Either way, 175 million or 85 million, you know, it all comes out the same in the wash. That's a lot of users and you can get in front of a lot of people using a platform like Twitter. What about Facebook? You know what? Facebook claims more than 800 million active users. Again, let's take into account those who have the Facebook accounts but don't necessarily use them. Now, more than 50% of the active users log into Facebook on any given day. So, you know, 50% they're saying, so 400 million people are actively using Facebook. Wow. The average user has 130 friends on Facebook. So if you're up there at two, three, four, five hundred or two thousand or whatever it is, that's pretty, that's pretty successful because the average user has 130. 
Now, LinkedIn. LinkedIn, oh boy. There are 135 million people and more than 7 million, 7 million companies on LinkedIn. Okay, so if you are a company who or a business who markets B2B, business to business, this is an incredible tool for you. We're going to be talking about LinkedIn today. A lot of people out there using LinkedIn. Now we have Google+. Plus. It's just recently come onto the horizon in the last year. We'll be talking more about that with Chris because you know what? I've just begun setting up my Google Plus account uh, since reading Chris's new book. And I don't know a whole lot about Google+. Plus, So we'll take a look at that. And YouTube. Okay, we have the inside scoop here. Google is really, really going to be considering video very strongly as part of the criteria in your rankings when someone goes out there and does a Google search. So they've already done that for a while. You know, you you will rank a little bit higher with video. But I think that that leverage that video has is going to become even more um, apparent in 2012 and beyond. So make sure that you have video on your website. All right. You want to make sure and do that. Set up your Google account, your, your YouTube account. Get in there and learn about setting it up so that you have a professional profile on YouTube and start uploading video that makes you the expert. Now let's just look at, at your general platform and that is blogging. Okay. As a person or a company who is branding themselves, it's important that you be blogging and that you start creating a following. Now, you're not going to create a following overnight. You may not even create a strong following in a year, but the more you niche, the more specific you are to your audience, meaning you know who your audience is, and you offer valuable, valuable information to them. It's not all about me, all about me and your blog, okay? This is about offering and sharing valuable information and resources. You will begin to gather a following. And there that's a whole nother show. But there are all sorts of things um, that you need to know about creating a blog following. And later in the season, we're going to have some experts on there on the show to let you know how to do that. So let's take a look at Twitter first. Okay. Why have a Twitter account and who is a Twitter account for? This is, uh, this is one of the primary reasons for my show today because I want to help people determine what platform to use and what, you know, how much time to spend on it and what to do when you are on that platform. So Twitter, Twitter is great. It's short and sweet. If you look at Twitter as we like to compare it to the cocktail party, right? You're at a cocktail party, you go up to somebody and you want to talk to them a little bit. What do you do? You shake their hand, give them a hug, whatever it is. And you tell them just a little bit about yourself and you ask them about themselves, right? I mean, that's the main thing in networking. You want to know more about the other person and you want to share information that is valuable to that person. You want to know what you can do 
to help them. Okay. And that's what Twitter is all about. So set up your Twitter profile and get out there and start introducing yourself to people. Okay. Um, Twitter has some new features. And we're going to go into a break in just a few seconds. When we come back, we're going to take a look at these new features on Twitter and uh, see how to use them because they've probably sent a few people for, you know, a little bit of a loop. And uh, I want to make sure that you're using them to their fullest. We'll see you back here in just a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Hey moms, get ready for Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Living the Dream Mom is about the true realities of motherhood, the beauty and the rewards of watching your children grow. All these moms have something in common. They put their kids first. It's not about the kids all the time and the diapers and the bottles and the breastfeeding. It's about showcasing the mother in motherhood, real moms in the real world. Do you get it? Now that's what the show's about. So every week, let's get together and we'll share these great stories with you guys. And I hope by the end of the show, you'll be saying, you know what? That is my life. Nina gets it. And I can't hardly wait to see what she brings me next week. Don't miss the next Living the Dream Mom. It's Real Moms in the Real World. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry on Toginet.com. LinkedIn. It's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. With the LinkedIn Lady Show, Wednesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. The LinkedIn Lady will have interviews each week with a variety of guests such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us, won't you? Every Wednesday afternoon at 5, 4 Central. It's the LinkedIn Lady Show with host Carol McManus on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm very excited about our upcoming guest, Chris Brogan. And we'll tell you more about Chris and all of his amazing achievements as a best-selling author and a leader in the social media platform uh, in a few minutes. He'll be joining us in about 15 minutes. Meanwhile, we're talking about the different social media networks and which one is right for you. Is only one right for you? Or should you be out there re 
really using them all. So let's determine that because I think that's a major stumbling block for entrepreneurs and individuals everywhere who think they should get more involved in social media, but just aren't quite sure how to do it or when to do it or why to do it. The why? Well, I'm just going to sum it up real quick for you. You want to stay in business? You want to be in business in five years from now? That's your why you need to be in social media because that is just the uh, existing way and a continuing way of the future for marketing and connecting and really, really solidifying your brand. So trust me on that. And I'm sure you can find more to back me up on on a good Google search. So we're looking at Twitter first. And uh, I just wanted to give you a heads up about recent changes over at Twitter, which uh, in my viewpoint have been very positive. I really like the new interface. I haven't seen a lot of grumblings on there about it. So that's always a great sign. And, um, you know, you get a new personal profile page now, you might notice that it looks just a little different, much more robust. There's a new home timeline uh, that embeds everything about a popular tweet right next to the tweet and retweets. You see the retweets, the favorites, the added content. Um, and and so it's just much more robust. There's a new Discover tab, and it's at the top of the page, and it gives you a list of interesting stories related to the people that you're following or people that that Twitter thinks, you know, based on the keywords that you use in your tweets and your links and such that you may be interested in. So, so I've seen some some pretty cool stories trending in the Discover tab that uh, have been useful to me. So so I like that. It also gives you suggestions on who to follow and different uh, ways to browse for friends and such. So I really like that uh, Discover tab. There's an activity tab in there that tells you what has gone on with the people you're following and people you might like to follow. So but my favorite is the connect tab and uh it shows you different interactions between the people that you're following and um it also shows you in your mentions who mentioned you or retweeted you or anything else um, that has gone on in Twitter. And that's very valuable because you know what? To create, create relationships, you want to really communicate with uh, the people who are important to you and who's more important than your followers. So when somebody retweets you or talks about you, in, <laughs> and, and usually that's in a good way, but you know, if it's in a bad way, that's okay. Cause what do they say about no such thing as bad publicity, right? Um, but you want to go in there and you want to comment as often as you can. Now, if you've got 20,000 followers and a lot of activity and you've already established that, well, you're probably not here if you're somebody who's done that. But um, obviously, you can't do that. But if you've got people who are tweeting your blog posts or retweeting things that you've said, uh, things like that, you want to go on in there and you want to thank them. And you want to do the same for them someday. So keep an eye out for, for who you're looking loyal followers are and uh, help them out too. Okay. So why use Twitter? Twitter. I love Twitter. It's just an amazing place to send out quick information. Okay. Now, 
we're limited to 140 characters, right? So how much can you say? I'll tell you what. Twitter has, yep, our producer carries out there saying, yeah, Twitter rocks. I agree with you, girl. It's awesome. And, and Twitter, Twitter has really helped a lot of people to learn what's important and to get to the point and learn to write strong headlines. So you can translate the skill of being limited to 140 characters to your blogging and learn how to write really powerful headlines because you have to write things that are going to get people's attention when you're writing in Twitter. Um, you can share links. Now, you might be thinking if you're a beginning user, okay, uh, you might be thinking, okay, how do I share a link when I can only have 440 characters and, you know, the link takes up most of that? Well, use a link shortener, okay? Use a URL shortener. I really like Bitly. B-I-T-L-Y, because it gives me a timeline, it gives me history, and it gives me some great information that's very valuable to me. It doesn't just shorten the URL. So Twitter, yep, great way to have short conversations with people, really reach out and connect with people. Fantastic tool, in my opinion. Uh, for me, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn are the three primaries that I use. And what's the difference between Facebook and Twitter? Well, we like to say that, as I said earlier in the show, Twitter is that cocktail party, a quick hello, getting to know someone on the surface a little bit, um, exchanging information, seeing how you can help that other person. What can you do to help them feel and be more successful or happier or whatever it is that you bring? to that to that meeting and uh, and moving on to the next right in Facebook we like to say that that's that backyard barbecue you're probably more deeply acquainted with the people at the backyard barbecue and that's the idea behind Facebook you know it started out as a way to communicate amongst friends and now I think a lot of people, myself included, are really reaching out and um, friending people that we look up to, people that we just find really interesting, whether they're funny or they have great information. And you can do that. You can do that by sending them a message and saying, hey, you know, I'd really like to uh, connect with you. And people will often accept that invitation to connect. If they have a company page, you can simply go like their page and follow their information there. Now, for me, company pages are not as interactive, and so I don't enjoy them as much. And it does frankly feel a little weird to to create what they used to call a fan page okay for yourself <laughs> so I, i've kind of resisted that myself but don't don't model your actions after me you know if you have a company um, and and to be on facebook and be quote unquote legitimate you should be using a company page okay or a fan page so Facebook is just a great way to get to know people at deeper levels. You can also talk a little bit more. I love posting pictures and videos that I find really, really useful up on over to Facebook. And the interaction just for me there goes to much deeper levels. Okay. So who should be using Twitter versus who should be using Facebook? Well, again, of course, it depends on what you're trying to achieve. Now, let's talk about planning 
waiting for a little bit because we're at that point where we need to decide, okay, what's up? Which way do we need to go here? A social media plan is a critical part of your business plan, right? Okay, so if you have a business plan and if you're in business, you ought to have some level of a business plan. There are many different levels. Again, a whole other show topic. Um, go read my post at Inc. Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. And you're going to see a great article interview there um, with Dave Levinsky, the co-founder of GrowThink.com. And it talks about the critical components to a business plan. For me, a social media plan is also a very, very critical component that should be a part of your marketing plan. And it should outline exactly what kind of activity you're going to have in its social media networks, okay? For me, I have Twitter, LinkedIn, so that everything I tweet goes to my Facebook and my LinkedIn pages. And that's one of the reasons I love it. And you can you can connect your platforms in many, many different ways. But that's something that I love to do. So when I want to talk on a deeper level about it, that's when I use Facebook. I also used to tend to use Facebook more for the pictures and, and communicating in that way, too, and sharing other people's information love to do that via Facebook. So um, that's what I like about Facebook. You can connect with consumers, friends, other companies, use it for longer conversations, to offer support, resources, to share your connections, post video, post pictures. Um, There's just a lot more you can do. But we're going to talk about LinkedIn, and we're going to do that after our Uh, conversation with Chris Brogan, which is going to be coming up in about five minutes or so. So let's talk. I'm going to save LinkedIn until after that conversation. Um, Let's talk a little bit about YouTube. Why use YouTube? Well, it's fun. (laughs) Video is the way of the future. Okay. YouTube, surprise, is owned by Google. And so what's that mean when you've got video out there and Google takes notice of it, which they will, your rankings are going to improve. And if, if SEO or search engine optimization is important to you, which if you have a website, you have a reason for having a website, it ought to be important to you, then using YouTube has got to become a critical part of that criteria moving forward, okay? Now, having a YouTube account, sending up video is all only a part of how you're going to use YouTube. You're going to go out there and you're going to look for really interesting videos that might be important to your audience. And you can do that by searching on YouTube or by looking on, on other websites and, and taking note of what video they post. And you're going to share that video. Share that video on your social media network and, um, and, and let people know that this is one of the, way that, the ways that you want to share information and, and help them to grow. So look for significant videos out there on YouTube and share those as well. Share them on your website if that's appropriate. Create your own video and you can do that so easily via YouTube. Now you don't need the big expensive gear and the big expensive setup. You just need a pretty good pretty good video cam and audio. We're going to be back with Chris Brogan in just a few minutes.
Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Get ready for Officer Radio every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern only on officer.com. It's powered by the worldwide resources of Officer.com and hosted by Editor-in-Chief of Officer.com and 30-year law enforcement veteran Frank Borelli. Officer.com is your source for the latest news, trends, and issues facing the law enforcement community, which change almost daily. New regulations, new things to know about that affect all in law enforcement. Join us each week as Officer Borelli and his guest examine, dissect, and discuss the issues facing our industry. Call in live and join the conversation to get your voice heard. For more law enforcement news and more about the show, go to officer.com. You can even find us on Facebook and Twitter. Then join us live every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern, only on officer.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And thanks to all of you for being here today. And I am very excited about introducing our guest today. He is one of the pioneers of, of this fabulous cyberspace medium known as social media. Chris Brogan has over a decade of experience in social media. He's now the president of his company, Human Business Works, which is a media and uh, education company. And he consults and speaks professionally with Fortune 100 and 500 companies like PepsiCo, General Motors, Microsoft, and it just goes on and on and on and on. And he's also a New York Times best-selling co-author of Trust Agents. And Chris has a brand new book out called Google Plus for Business, How Google's Social Network Changes Everything. So I'm really excited to hear more about that. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, Chris Brogan. Thrilled to be here, Marla. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for being here. Hey, Chris, you know, so I'm reading that bio and I'm thinking, okay, so this guy talks to, to heads of companies like PepsiCo, General Motors, Microsoft. Hello, you're, you're a New York Times bestselling author and you've got another book coming up. You write for Entrepreneur Magazine. I mean, just the list, it's, it's amazing what you've achieved. So when you look back 12 years ago, was any of this even a part of the plan? Not even a little bit. The only thing I would say that you know could have possibly been true in a sense around the age of five, I thought I wanted to be a writer, um, uh, although I wanted to write 
you know, fiction and I wanted to write superhero stories. So, you know, I'm hoping that if I, if I get enough skill that maybe someone will let me write a superhero story, but that'll be, you know, still a long time coming. <laughs> that would be way cool. I can see it now. Well, I think you're a superhero to a lot of people, Chris, already. So you might just consider writing a biography someday. How's that? <laughs> You know, that that might possibly happen. I, I enjoy reading memoirs, so if I could ever think I could do one that would be funny as the, the people that I enjoy, like the David Sedaris's of the world, I would, I'd give it a go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, Chris, we're here today to talk about Google+. And, you know, what, what goes through my mind, honestly, you know, so I'm I'm reading your book and, and I'm thinking, this is great. Love the book, by the way. As, as I love the way you have it laid out. You make it as simple as possible, as friendly as can be. Um, but, you know, I'm still overwhelmed because here I am. I've invested a lot of my time branding myself, branding my company, my coaching, everything in social media, using Facebook and Twitter and working hard for those followers and to create those relationships. And then I'm thinking, what am I supposed to do? Jump ship and go over to Google Plus? What are you suggesting here for business owners? Well, so, I mean, I think Facebook is wonderful. And I, I think that there's a lot of people who are spending a lot of time working on branding and whatnot in Facebook. And then I always ask them the question, so how many dollars can you draw back to Facebook? Can you say very definitively, I've made X amount of dollars through Facebook or I've improved my audience such that I can sell differently, you know, if I'm a media company or whatnot? And most times the answer is a little bit stunted. It's a little more like a, uh, you know, not so sure. And I can tell you that I've made zero dollars through Facebook. Uh, mm -hmm. directly or, you know, that I can measure back to Facebook. I could say that I've made plenty in Twitter um, through what it's provided me for opportunities. I, I would say that the, the big things to look at for Google+, Plus, uh, first off, anybody who wants to camp on any social network is uh, a, you know, missing the past. If, in 2007, none of us were on Facebook. We were on MySpace and, and hating it. Um, in the 1990s and late 80s, we were on AOL. AOL doesn't even have that service anymore. Mm -hmm. So the first thing, Marla, is that, you know, networks come and go like empires come and go this is like clubs and restaurants in in a major city you know if in new york you, you know it doesn't matter that you love the restaurant if it's gone it's not there anymore and is facebook going to go no but i think it's shifting i think facebook is going to be much more uh, where we hang out with our friends and our existing connections and people we already know and love google plus is a lot easier to find like interests and like-mindedness and that's of course an opportunity to do business Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. As you're asking that question, I can say that certainly um, my experience with, with both actually Twitter and Facebook has been that it it lends credibility, certainly, and it gives people a place to connect and me to connect with them. But direct dollars, I probably couldn't um, measure that or link that back. But I could through LinkedIn. Tell us a little bit about how Google Plus um, compares to LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn is a wonderful, wonderful tool if people use it you know, accurately and appropriately. And I would say that the, the LinkedIn's biggest problem is its users. Um, I go on there and I find a nonstop, never-ending spam fest uh, in their little mm -hmm. status updates. I find nothing but people telling me, buy my junk. And that's great, except that, you know, it's, you know, there's no relationship building and the like. The other thing people do poorly with LinkedIn, people who aren't as smart as you, Marla, is they just use it as a, a digital resume. And they are, hardly ever go back until they lose their job. And then they look around in their pathetic little connection of, you know, links and say, I don't know if I know any of these people anymore, but I'm going to ask them for work. So it... LinkedIn would be the most amazing business uh, networking tool in the world for people if they used it better. 
Um, I think people who follow people like Lewis Howes and some of the other good authors writing good books about LinkedIn would do better. Uh, Google Plus has the, the built-in positive uh, effect of you know, it's all opt-in kind of a society. If you don't care what people are posting, then you don't circle them, you don't read them or whatnot. The other thing is it, it gives you a little bit more rounded view of a person as opposed to just uh, you know the little business status update thing that you get in LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn is still basically like a message board if you look at it. Google Plus allows you to add photos, videos, location data, and all kinds of stuff that really changes the, the way you, people can view your pages and see what you're doing. So it sounds like a bit of a hybrid, if you will, between Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You could call it that. I mean, you could also call it a prettier Facebook. And again, I think it's interesting that there's nothing in either software that immediately makes it easier to do business or whatnot. But I would say that Facebook has this whole system around it until fairly recently that said, unless you know me, you know, you can't post any information in my direction. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas Google Plus had this pub, this concept of public posting. So even if we're not friends or circled or whatever you want the, the terminology to be, you can still read what somebody's saying in Google Plus without getting too invested in them. Um, that's only recently come to Facebook. So maybe Facebook will shift and, and, and pick up some value there. But I think that the, the norms have been established already. And the norm inside Facebook is we connect mostly with people we know, or we connect very cursorily and on the surface with people via our fan pages. And again, that only becomes more like community relations and not so much mm -hmm. like business, business effort. Mm -hmm. So in Facebook, we have the ability to create, you know, company pages or fan pages or whatever you want to call them. Now, I have to say I've resisted that because there's just a, a kind of a mental block for me to say, OK, everybody go out like me. You know, right. <laughs> um, in, in Google Plus, though, you can create this all inclusive profile and, and it kind of works both ways. We're going to go in a break in about 10 seconds. So if you do you have a few more minutes to spend with us, Chris? Absolutely. Be happy. Oh, to. Okay. So when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit more about um, circles. Oh, I lied about the break. Carrie tells me that's not true. So sorry. Um, so let's talk a little bit about circles and your profile and such. How, what do we need to know about creating a very powerful profile on Google Plus? So I think this is the, the place where most people who are saying they're not enjoying or not having a good time at Google+, Plus, I think this is the first uh, opportunity for them to learn something that will help them. If you haven't filled out your profile section in Google+, Plus, most people won't choose to follow you back. If you haven't put enough information into it as to why someone might do business with you, then maybe they'll circle you back, but they still really won't know how to contact you to do business. Um, you need a good avatar photo. You don't want to use a company logo. It, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're trained since birth to make eye contact with people, Marla. Um, right. When we, when we, you and I go for a walk anywhere in the world, we're in the forest, say, we look around, we see faces in the trees, we see faces in the leaves, etc. It's a built-in reaction. So why people choose to put a logo instead of their face, I never knew. Yeah. Um, the other is make it clear how people can do business with you and make sure your, your occupation line doesn't say something lame like self you know, I'm so glad you're self-employed, but that still doesn't tell me how I'm going to do business with you. So make it something that's enticing and it leads someone to want to do business with you. And I think that's the probably the first easiest set of steps to making your profile work better for you. 
Right. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I, I typically don't even follow people back who have an avatar of their company logo. That tells me nothing about them. And this is social networking, right? Yeah. Right. That's important. Yeah. So, okay. So now we've got a, a compelling profile. And, you know, I always say to people, think about what you look for when you're thinking about connecting with someone or speaking with someone. What do you want to hear? What do you want to know? And and to really look at it from that other party's viewpoint. And, and that's exactly what you're saying as well. So now we've got this circle thing, okay? <laughs> Tell us about this circle thing. How does that work? So, you know, the, the thing that Google Plus did better than any other social network is it immediately tackled the issue of how do I cluster people in a way that I can watch what these people are saying or not watch what these people are saying and how do I, how do I gather them up and share information that way as well. So on Twitter, you either follow someone or you don't. It's very binary. On Google+, Plus, you can follow someone and then put them into what are called circles or groups. And I can put you into a circle called Media Makers. And that way, if I'm interested in what Media Makers are talking about, I can choose to read just that circle. I can also choose, if sending out information, to limit it to a specific circle or circles. So, for example, when I'm prospecting for business, I maybe don't share that with the entire public. I maybe share it with my prospects list, which is inside of there, so that I can cut down on people saying, well, you seem like all business and no fun or whatever. Um, this one big difference also impacts privacy because if you choose not to share something with the public uh, which is everybody, then that you immediately have control of your privacy. You can immediately say, I don't want people to view my scrapbook photos if they're not already a friend of mine. Or you can set it to a friend of a friend. That would uh, solve any of those embarrassing was tagged in a photo by problems that we hear on mm -hmm. Facebook all the time. So I think that's the, I mean, the brunt of circles is that you can, you can control where you choose or who you choose to listen to. But most interestingly, you can control to whom you send information, which makes it a lot more powerful uh, as, a, as a way to keep yourself protected and private. Okay, so, so that makes a lot of sense, and, and I like the way it sounds, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here in a little bit and say it sounds kind of, though, like a uh, management nightmare, like an administrative nightmare. Like I can't just go in and do a quick tweet or something. I've got to select, okay, yeah, these guys could get this, these guys can, so on and so forth. Is it more cumbersome to manage? It's a choice. So, uh, you know, most of my posts I send out to public, and that means anybody who, you know, chooses to read them can see them. And, but sometimes if, for example, uh, people who want updates about healthy living or whatnot have already opted into that sort of thing, I can choose to select and, and, and be selective with my media making. Okay. Um, when you manage circles, it's not a once ever kind of experience, but if you do it pretty fastidiously at the beginning, it'll help you later on. Uh, you know, for example, I have one for business people that's different than the one I have for brand pages. That's different than the one I have for journalists, for example. Okay. And so we're going into a break. Chris, we'll be back okay. in just a minute. Cool. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Lindale Link with host Holly Rand comes Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. 
Linda Link is Lindell's first and only internet radio broadcast. Holly, tell us about it. It's really something from my heart that I want to be teamwork um, for the entire community to get the word out about everything that's going on here. We're talking to the entire community of Lindell. This is not limited to just businesses or just parents or just teachers. Simply to get the word out about your cause or your company, you must go to where the people are. And today, people are on the internet. Lindale Link. Lindale, Texas is a growing chain of business, education, commerce, community. Together, Lindale Link can create one strong chain of communication. Check out LindaleLink.com and then check out Lindale Link, the radio show. Lindale Link with host Holly Rand. Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Evermore, people have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Victor Frankel, the inspiration for the movie Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And TalkSense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding their quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with best-selling author Chris Brogan. Make sure and check out, I can personally recommend his latest book, Google Plus for Business, How Google Social Network Changes Everything. And we're talking about changing everything with circles. So, Chris, how many circles do you maintain? I only have about a half dozen. And, and that's, okay. you know, it's a choice. I, I've separated mine out for for example journalists i keep in one so that i don't always have to read their news i keep business uh, prospects in one and then i have certain circles for people that are much closer to me that i want to make sure i don't miss a single thing and then circles you know for good people that i've met along the way that i i want to keep a you know slightly less uh, close connection with Got it, got it. And so you make it sound like a bit less of a of a bookkeeper or a administrative nightmare because you can you can go ahead and send updates out to um, everyone. You don't have to necessarily just choose a circle when you update. So that makes it less cumbersome. Yeah, I think it's it's sort of one of those choices that you make, and it depends what you want to attract. And I think that if you're trying to reach more people, then of course you need to. Uh, mention more people and use sort of the public space if you're trying to keep things a little smaller and a little bit more intimate uh, like a mastermind group then it's uh, perfectly useful to make a circle like that Mm. It does sound kind of fun, kind of intriguing. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of competition out there between the top networks. And um, I think personally, and not sure if you would agree, that one of the determining factors for users in making their choice is how mobile-friendly the network is, because mobile apps are just the way everything seems to be going. How does Google Plus compare? 
They've built a, a reasonably functional mobile website that you can access from any mobile browser, uh, but they also have a mobile app for the iPhone and one also for the Android phones, which covers most of the smartphone market. Um, I would say that I see people complaining about the quality of the mobile app quite often, but only insofar as it only does this, but I want it to be able to do that and mm-hmm. sort of nitpicky details. Um, it is not as slick and pretty as I'd say the Facebook app for iOS, uh, for the Apple, uh, I, the Apple style. But I would say that it's uh, because Google has such a huge investment in mobile that they've made it quite functional. And so there's a lot of opportunity. Uh, I'm an Android phone user, and I'd say it works really good for me. I'd say it's probably a little bit more secondarily uh, quality on the iPhone platform, partly from some choices Apple has made and partly because mm-hmm. I think... Um, if I had to guess, I would guess that Google is trying to subtly convince you that maybe you need an Android phone. Yeah, I would guess that's probably the truth. So tell us how um, YouTube uh, comes into play here. I know they're they're both owned, obviously, by Google. Um, how would a power user on Google Plus utilize YouTube? So it's interesting. For a long, long time, I've, I've been advocating that companies get a little bit more involved inside of uh, inside of YouTube and everything like that. But what I, what I tend to say almost immediately afterwards, Marla, is, but God, don't listen to the comments. The comments on YouTube are worthless. People are, you know, never, um, you know, there's a lot of 13-year-old kids answering, um, you know, so don't worry about that. Well, the big difference is that Google Plus, when you share your YouTube videos in there, the audience is different. It's a lot more grown up. It's a lot more uh, professional, and you get a lot better reaction and relationship uh, inside the Google Plus thing. The other thing to point out, though, is that Google, the search engine, is the number one search engine in the world. YouTube is the number two search engine in the world. So in my mind, if you're not making YouTube videos that could be useful to your business or useful to your own pursuits, then you're missing an opportunity to attract people that way. And um, as we're getting more smartphones and tablets, as we're becoming a much more consumer-based marketplace, we also need to be uh, bear in mind that we need to create content for people to consume. And so that's a big opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chris, you were you were really one of the forefathers of you know social media. You've been you've been involved since just about the inception of, of the social media. Has it in the beginning? Did it present any personal challenges for you, or or any challenges that seemed insurmountable, or has it been an easy ride for you? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> uh, you know challenges come up in everything, and I and I would say that. Um, I had believed in this for a long time before I could find the way to make it a, a business value for other companies uh, or even myself. And, you know, so there were a lot of years of kind of living lean. There were a lot of years of not really being able to pay the mortgage right away and still having this belief that, oh, this could work. This should work. I can't believe it hasn't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I mean, it's been odd that, you know, there was this strong kumbaya movement in social media that, for God's sake, you can't possibly talk business. Why would you ever do that? And, yep. you know, if you replace the word social media with the words phone, then every conversation we have makes a lot more sense. Because then if you say, oh, you do business on the phone? What? That's crazy. Well, of course people do business on the phone, <laughs> you know. And so to me, it's just 
it's just always been this kind of blended space where I can talk personally and I can do business. Um, but it took some people a little while to catch up to me on that one. Yeah. Yeah. As I recall, you received quite a, a bit of flack from your peers in the beginning about actually um, making money in social media. Is that right? Yeah, it, that's true. And it's really funny because a lot of those peers, um, I haven't heard as much from them because they actually had to go back and work day jobs. And- <laughs> You know, I wish them well, but it, I I decided to run a company, and so yes, I, I do make business off of the web sometimes, and I, I can't really apologize for that. It's I, you know, my kids like to eat, and they can't eat a hug. You know, exactly, kumbaya to the hugs, right? <laughs> I love it. Well, Chris, I don't want to take up too much of your time. It has been so delightful having you here today. And I I hope that you'll embrace me into one of your circles as I increase my um, visibility on on Google+. I look forward to that. And I look forward to the article that we'll be sharing on Inc.com pretty soon, showing some uh, more in-depth answers here as well. I can't wait. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Chris. You have a great day. We'll talk again. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye for now. And that was Chris Brogan. Do make sure to check out his book, Google Plus for Business, and how Google's social network changes everything. And it's it's really well done. I really do enjoy the layout of the book and the, the material that he insightfully shares with us. And uh, his argument is strong. It, it truly is. So make sure and check that out. And you can find Chris at chrisbrogan.com. And, uh, you know, follow him, of course, on Google Plus. So we've just got a few minutes left in the show, and I promised that we would talk a little bit about LinkedIn. And uh, I I really agree uh, to some degree with what uh, Chris said about LinkedIn, that there is a lot of self-promotion on LinkedIn and a lot of people out there using it just um, for self-serving kinds of purposes. However, if if you use it right, and and that was his caveat, and, and I agree that if you use it right, which is in the spirit of networking, it is very very, very, very powerful space to uh, to grow your business, to grow your brand. And in using it right, some of the suggestions that I have for LinkedIn users is, first of all, have your profile at 100%. Finish your profile. Have, as Chris mentioned, a, uh, a very professional avatar. You know, we don't want to see your company logo as your avatar. We want to see you. We want to make eye contact with you. We, we tend, unfortunately, to... Uh, uh, well, I don't want to say unfortunately, but but we, we tend to look at a person first. I mean, the visual contact is the first we get to determine if there's somebody that we want to get to know better. So let's see you. Let's see those eyes and uh, put a great picture up there. Now you want to definitely go in and share what you know and establish yourself as the expert that you are. And you can do that in two ways, well, a number of ways by sharing your material, but also by joining groups that are applicable to what you do and go in and contribute to those groups. Don't go in there with the attitude of what can I get, but rather what can I give. Share what you know. Uh, share resources, not just information. And, you know, as you get to know people in your groups and, and you get to determine whether or not there's someone you want to do business with in some way, whether it's... Um, 
you know, exchanging of resources, information, or actually doing business, um, you know, go ahead and talk to them, share with them, and, and get to establish that relationship with them. The second way beyond groups is to go ahead into the questions and answers section, which you'll find under the other tab in LinkedIn, and ask questions and answer questions. Now, this is going to raise, you know, yes, it's a little self-serving because as you do that, it's going to raise your visibility in LinkedIn as an expert, if especially if people choose your question as the most valuable answer, okay, because they get to the, the person who puts the question out there gets to choose the answers that are most valuable to them or the one answer, and that, that kind of changes your rankings a little bit on LinkedIn quite a bit. Uh, so, yes, but you're also sharing your expertise and getting helping people to get to know you, and I'll tell you, when I put questions out there, I really get some of the warmest, most generous responses, some of the most um, thoughtful responses. And as a journalist, I'll tell you that um, it's a very valuable resource for me. When I want to know something that I don't know, or I want other people's opinions because I want to present all sides of something, not just my own, then I, I go to LinkedIn as one of my resources. So, you know, a professional profile and, um, and, and a picture and question and answers and joining groups and participating in groups is the way that you can make LinkedIn a very, very successful social media platform for you. But I, for one, am going to hop over to Google Plus and try to start and start, I'm taking out the word try, start spending more time there. So with all this said, oh, where does a busy business owner who does doesn't necessarily make their money in social media as a social media expert find the time. And that's all about productivity and multitasking, not multitasking, I should say. And you can get more information on that by downloading my recording and workbook at my website, MarlaTabaka.com. In the right-hand side column, download that so that you can schedule in your social media planning time and your social media activity because it is critical to the success of your business. So that said, I sure do look forward to hearing from any of you who have a question or a comment. And you can email me, Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And I look forward to seeing you here again on the show next week. Do check out, keep an eye out uh, this week for the Inc. column with an interview with Chris Brogan. And that's at Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco or you can simply go to Inc. and Google Marla Tabaka, and you'll find a list of, oh, about three years worth of weekly columns there. And I'd like to think that you might find some of them quite useful. This is Marla Tabaka. You have a fabulous week, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if you've